Hello, this is Danielle Savory, and you are listening to It's My Pleasure, episode number 140. In order for a woman to fully step into her power, it is essential to incorporate her pleasure, sexual, and beyond. In this podcast, I will teach you how to use your mind, tap into your body, and take action to creating the most orgasmic life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing this week? Okay, we're just going to jump right into this topic because I think that it's such a juicy one. What to do when it's taking too long. This is something that is brought up all of the time with my private clients and my group coaching and simply in casual conversation. The question number one is, am I taking too long? (laughs) And then number two is, if I am taking too long, how can I speed things along? I myself have questioned this a lot in my sexual history. There has been many moments that I have thought to myself, oh my goodness, I am taking way too long and gotten really caught up in that mental loop, which we'll talk about in just a second. So before we dive into what to identify for yourself and how to really move things along, the first thing that I want to point out here is the only reason that we're asking this question to begin with is because we have an assumption in our head for how long we think we should take. What is an appropriate amount of time to get aroused? And then what is an appropriate amount of time for us to orgasm? Now, remember this appropriate amount of time, that timeline that you might have is based on what? Like, what are you basing this assumption on where you have inserted this too long opinion? Because for most of us, we haven't even ever investigated what is the proper amount of time? What is the length of time that it should take for me to get aroused? And what is the length of time that I should go from arousal to orgasm? Meaning that most of our assumptions are probably based on what we have seen and not on actual factual education for the way that female pleasure works. We have to go into this remembering, first and foremost, the way that sex is usually depicted is through the lens of male pleasure. And if it is depicted through the lens of male pleasure, that also means that arousal and orgasm is depicted through the lens of male pleasure. And men get aroused and orgasm much differently than women. Okay, male pleasure looks much different than women. And if you are watching an interaction between a man and a woman on screen, it is still likely through that lens of male pleasure, meaning that there's an ego involved. And when there is an ego involved, the men want to feel really good about themselves, which means they think that the quicker they can make a woman come, the better of a lover they are. We see this all the time in pornography, that there's this ooing and aahing and ah, ah, ah on, on the videos, right? Through the way that male pleasure is depicted so that it is attractive to other men watching the pornography to begin with. 
these are not real depictions of people getting off. These are actors. They are paid to get on screen and to have sex and to give you what you want. And if that consumer is a man, what they want is to envision themselves in that role of the porn star giving all this pleasure to a woman and she's coming over and over again and she's coming really quickly because after all, that's what it's supposed to look like. Okay. But even if we're not thinking about through the lens of pornography, but maybe just through the lens of regular shows that we watch, whether it's a rom-com or a romance or, you know, something like this where there is a couple that is going, and this is, for the most part, I just want to say this is like heterosexual couples, okay? We honestly, we don't, number one, have that much representation, (laughs) (laughs) out there in general in the media of same-sex couples, but specifically when when it comes to romance and rom-coms, what we have learned about female pleasure is through the heterosexual couple. And so when we are looking at even just these romance movies or shows, we still have this idea that there is this short amount of time between the kissing or the attraction all the way to orgasmic outcomes. Now, you might not give much thought to that, but that does have an impact on your psychology when it comes to your own arousal and orgasm. These messages have been absorbed from the media, from the way that you've been socialized, and they have created beliefs in your mind that there is a certain amount of time, and there's this window of an amount of time that women should be like get aroused and should orgasm. And then we go ahead and we compare ourselves to this window of time and decide, oh, I'm taking too long or I'm in the window, I'm right on. So I'm either doing it right everything's a go or I'm not doing it right and something's wrong because I'm taking too long. So before we even get into how we can actually move things along and get to that arousal state and get to that orgasmic state, it's really, really important for you to understand that the likelihood is, is you already have an assumption based off of a false narrative of how long it should take to begin with. Studies have shown that female pleasure on average takes 20 minutes to get fully aroused. 20 minutes to get fully aroused. I'm not even talking about climaxing. I'm talking about arousal in general. And how many of you are giving yourself a full 20 minutes to get turned on? My guess is not very many because you're probably already thinking that you're taking too long, that it should be going faster, right? And then after we get aroused, it's a whole nother story talking about getting to climax or orgasm. So notice what it is you're even approaching this question and this topic with. Is it based on real factual evidence and science about how female pleasure works? Or is it based on assumptions that we have subliminally absorbed from the media and from socialization and from conversations? And then the thing that I want you to ask yourself is how long are you actually taking? Before we've assumed that it's taking too long, what is too long? Is too long like six minutes of making out? Is too long like, you know, three minutes of using your vibrator? Like what is too long? 
What does that actually mean? Before you let your brain go down the rabbit hole, get really, really clear about what you're actually talking about. When you think that you're taking too long, what does that even look like? If you were to get on a call with me right now and I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? What does too long mean? I want you to know the minutes. Okay, well, I started kissing. I started making out at 8.30. I noticed that I wasn't fully aroused or even ready to have sex by 8.35 after five minutes of kissing. Okay, now we can work with that. Now we can talk about that. So what are you thinking is too long to begin with? Get really, really clear because that's going to give so much information to your brain and it's really going to allow you to learn from this experience instead of already going into it, assuming that everything is taking too long. Okay, so now let's talk about how we can move things along. The number one thing that I see that actually takes people (laughs) a really long time is this assumption, is that when that little thought enters your brain of they're getting bored, this is taking too long, it didn't take me this long last time, I should be getting on faster, you know, I wonder if I'm even going to be able to orgasm. Be really, really onto your brain when these thoughts come in. Are these thoughts supposed to come in? Absolutely. You're a human being. You have a brain that's commenting the whole experience, that's watching as you're having sex, watching as you're making out, watching as you're, you know, getting yourself turned on with self-pleasure that has opinions about how long things are taking. When you notice these come in, I simply want you to be like, okay, brain, I see that you have an agenda here. I'm just going to come back to the experience and be with my body. Thank you for your concern, but no thank you. Notice that these are just thoughts. These are sentences going through your head. It doesn't actually mean you're taking too long. It doesn't actually mean you're never going to get to orgasm. It doesn't actually mean your partner is bored. These are just thoughts that your brain is delivering to you out of insecurity and shame based on assumptions that aren't even true to begin with. So be really onto yourself when these thoughts come up, because when your brain, when your attention all of a sudden is like, oh my gosh, am I taking too long? I don't know. I should probably hurry things along. You have completely removed yourself from the erotic experience you're trying to immerse yourself in to begin with. You've taken yourself out of the pathway of pleasure, and now you're worrying and spinning. And guess what? Worrying never leads to orgasm. Spinning and stressing about how long it's taking never feels good. (laughs) It actually disconnects you from your body and it puts you into your brain. And it doesn't just put you into your brain. It puts you into your brain in a very stressful, worried state. This is not the state of mind that we want to be in when our partner is going down on us, when we have, you know, some nice fun things going on, when we're self-pleasuring and trying to have a good time. The last thing we want to be doing is worrying about how long we're going to take. So really pay attention when these sentences come in your brain, notice them, imagine yourself putting a hand up, right? Talk to the hand because the body ain't listening. (laughs) I don't got time for that. No, thank you. I'm trying to have fun here. No, thank you, brain. Okay, be very clear with your brain that there's simply no room for this kind of conversation right now. It's irrelevant. I'm having a good time. This feels really good. Let's just see where it goes. 
Okay, so the second thing that we need to do here in order to facilitate and move things along is to really look at the kind of container that we are creating for pleasure, eroticism, sexuality, arousal to even start with. As I've mentioned before, on this podcast, it isn't just like, oh, I've decided to have sex and I'm going to go have sex. There is things that are conducive to our pleasure, conducive to our arousal, and there's things that are going to turn us off. These are things of the mind, these are things of the body, and these are things of our emotional state. If you are really pissed off, or you're really stressed out because your bank account isn't looking how you want, or you just got into an argument with your partner, and then you go and you're trying to have a self-pleasure session and your body is all jacked up on stress hormones, well, that is not really the most conducive container to pleasure. Your body is threatened right now. Your body is in a stress cycle. And if your body is in a stress cycle, then it is for sure not ready to get down and dirty and feel all the good feels. So be aware of how you're even approaching your sexy session, whether it's with yourself or with your partner. How is your body feeling? Do you feel really stressed? Do you feel worried? Do you feel pressure? Do you feel obligation? Like you're going and having sex because your partner really wants to, but you're not really into it. What are you approaching this session with? Because my friends, if you're approaching this session indifferent, not really into it, um, or stressed out to begin with and not really, uh, how do I want to say this? Not really connected with having a good time, connected with the idea that this is going to feel really good. Guess what? You're not just starting from zero arousal. You're starting from negative arousal. And when you start from negative arousal, like stress cycle, frustration, apathy, pressure, obligation, any of these kind of things, not only do you have to move yourself to zero to a neutral, relaxed, calm state in your body, but then you have to get all the way to arousal. So of course it's going to take longer (laughs) because you're starting from a very different spot. That's like deciding that you're going to go from a run and you're looking at, okay, how long is it going to take me to get to this destination with never considering where you're starting from to begin with? If you are starting from somewhere that is two miles away, it's probably going to take you longer to get to your destination than if you're starting 50 feet away. So really pay attention. Where am I starting from? Because if we really want to allow our arousal and our orgasmic conditions and outcomes to move along, then pay attention to where you're starting from and give yourself some grace. I'm not saying that every single time you start, you should be like raring to go, but take that into consideration when you're giving yourself a time period for how long things should take. Because getting yourself from a negative five to a zero and then to a positive 10 is much different than going in with a relaxed state of brain, of body, of heart, feeling really like looking forward to it, feeling connected. All of those things are going to make like your arousal move along much, much faster. Okay. 
So take a look at what you're doing. This is this is what I like to call the erotic vessel, creating an erotic vessel. This is one of the modules that I teach inside the undress course is like, how exactly can we identify what's turning us on, turning us off, the context at which our body is coming into the session in, and what we need to do to allow ourselves to start at a place where arousal is inevitable. And not only inevitable, but but is going to be facilitated much faster than if we, you know, blindly go into it with the stress and the worry or the obligation or the pressure going on. Okay. So first we got, don't really let your brain (laughs) tell you you're taking too long, creating a proper container, an erotic vessel that pleasure and arousal is just inevitable in your brain in your body, in your heart, your emotional body, and your connectivity. And then number three is slow down. Like really remember, and this might sound like the opposite, right? You're like, wait, I want things to move along. Why would I slow down? Well, we're slowing down to speed things up. The reason that I'm saying slow down is because most couples, especially heterosexual couples who have had P and V before, or if you're in a same-sex couple relationship, have had penetration before and are thinking that that is the goal, are automatically going to try and get to this destination much faster. What we tend to do after we've had, you know, penetrative sex is to fast forward to get right to penetrative sex, forgetting that all of the stuff that happens ahead of time is actually vital to our bodies to be able to get online and then to become aroused. When we've been in a relationship for a long time, when you've been in a long-term committed relationship, the tendency is to speed this process up, to move through the kissing and the fondling and the touching, and maybe the dry humping or the dancing or the flirting or whatever it may be so that we can get to the sex. And we don't do this on purpose. We're like, oh, well, we don't really need to. Or sometimes it's a time constraint. Like, I'm really tired. I don't really have time for that. Or the kids are going to be home soon. We got to hurry. Whatever the reason may be, you have to understand that the reason that you might not feel fully aroused and the reason that you might not be orgasming is simply because you haven't slowed down to give your body a chance to actually get aroused in the first place. So if you want arousal to speed up, to move along, then slowing down and allowing yourself to get aroused is very, very important. Most of us just jump right in, we start kissing, and then there might be fingers immediately down there, right? (laughs) Where your body's like, wait a minute, what's even going on? Like, I'm not even warmed up. Give your body a chance to realize what's going on. Give your body a chance to kind of catch up where your brain has already decided you're going and what you're going to do. This is not negotiable, okay? This is not negotiable for female pleasure. We do actually need to give our bodies a chance to become aroused and turned on in the first place. Just like when it comes to a penis, you wouldn't expect to have sex with a flaccid 
dick. Okay? <laughs> we just wouldn't do that. We would never assume that this penis is ready to go when it is not even aroused to begin with. And we have to give ourselves the same amount of grace period to become aroused before we go straight into the goods, before we go straight into penetration or even touching. You're not ready yet. And when you give yourself a chance to slow down, when you're not rushing through what we typically consider foreplay, then you will notice the arousal process is much faster than we assume it's going to be because we've slowed down and given ourselves and our body space to get turned on to begin with. Okay. And then the other thing that we need to do is to remember orgasm is not the goal. I know, I know, I know, I know. We all think that it's goal. And you might be thinking, but like, Danielle, that's why I'm listening to this podcast because I really want to orgasm. Of course you do. Me too. I want to have all the orgasms. I want to have the multi-orgasms. I want to have the mind-blowing, like, take me to another world type of orgasms. Duh, we all do. But when we go into any sexual experience being like, I better come or I need to orgasm, what happens is the energetic kind of component behind it becomes very graspy. Now, I'm not saying that we can't want it, want it for sure. Want your big orgasmic mind-blowing sex. But we want to hold loosely to this outcome, not making it like an end-all, be-all, because really it is the process, the process of being curious, the process of being in your body, the process of responding to touch and seeing where it's going and really following the path of pleasure that will lead to orgasm to begin with. Anytime that I, or even when I've coached clients, become really steadfast and like graspy and you can't see me right now, but my whole body, I'm like holding this, like you're holding on for your dear life for that orgasm, usually isn't the way that you ever have an orgasm or climax to begin with. And if you do, it's not that a good of an orgasm. <laughs> the texture of it is like, like this quick little... Oh, and then you're like, did I even have one? What was that? That wasn't very good. That was like half a second, right? <laughs> so even if you do get to an orgasm from this like very tense, like clenchy state, it's probably not that good to begin with. And that is really hard to remember when we're in the moment. The place that our brain always wants to go is to hop ahead to the future, to this orgasmic outcome and really wanting to make ourselves get there. An orgasm is allowance. It's allowing ourselves to get there, not making it happen. We can set ourselves up for success. We can, you know, set ourselves up like the things that I talked about, creating that erotic vessel of your mind, of your body, of your heart, of your environment, of your relationship, if you're doing partnered sex. And then... <laughs> You know, we're setting ourselves up to make it more likely to happen, but making it happen is a very different energy. Making it happen feels graspy. So if you have orgasmic goals, like it's not that we don't have them. You can have them, like want them, 
But in the moment, notice if focusing on your goal is creating tension in your body or is it creating curiosity or is it creating you to be in your body? Are you so fixated on getting to the orgasm that you're not actually enjoying the process of pleasure that will get you there to begin with? Are you not actually immersing yourself in the experience that would bring on the orgasm? It sounds very silly, right? It's like, well, how can I have this thing? How can I have this orgasm if I'm not focused on it? Where really the best path to orgasm is to not focus on the orgasm at all. Okay, and then the last thing that I would say to move this stuff along is to learn about what's holding you up in your turnoffs and your turn-ons to begin with. Get coached on it. Reach out. Learn about it. The thing about all of this is, right, is that we really aren't in a position where we're learning a lot about our sexuality and our turn-ons and bringing a lot of self-awareness to this subject. If you truly want arousal to be moved along, instead of assuming, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me, I just need to quickly go in and fix it, get curious. This is exactly what we do, whether you're in you know, my Turned On Woman membership, or you're taking the course undressed, or you're getting coached by me personally, is we uncover these things. Because we don't always know that maybe the reason that we're not feeling really aroused to begin with is because there's this hidden belief that we're afraid of letting go of control. Or maybe there's this underlying like self-consciousness around what your body looks like. Or maybe there is actually shame that you take too long because in my case, I had somebody I made out with in college tell me, oh my God, I've never had a girl take this long right? So then that became a belief system I had is that I take too long. And that really like, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm like having so much like brain deadness today. Um, But that really just like cut me off from being able to access my pleasure because I was so worried every time I was with somebody or even when I was by myself that I'm the kind of person that takes a really long time. So the reason that we do our, you know, bring up awareness, the reason that we take a course like Undress, that we get coached, that we show up for these kind of things is so that we can see what we're working with to begin with. Our subconscious beliefs or subliminal messages that we have adopted, belief systems that we have adopted from the media, from our socialization, from our religion, from our parents, from our peers that aren't actually true. So we need to kind of open up the brain And take a look. What are the things that are driving my motivation? What are the things that are driving my desire? And then what are the things that are cutting me off from actually accessing it? Last week, I talked to you about this new course, Undress, and I'm going to talk about it again because this is a truly revolutionary course. This course, Undress, is going to help you truly connect with your body. You are going to walk away knowing how to pleasure yourself, knowing what turns you on, knowing how to connect with your body, knowing how to not start from zero or even a negative number when you hook up with your partner, getting yourself into that proper place, creating that erotic vessel so you already feel turned on. Because it isn't simply like, oh, I just need to do this trick or, oh, I just need to do this like tip or switch this around. It starts with you, 
Where are you starting from? What is going on in your body and how to identify when you're being turned off, how to get yourself more turned on, how to get yourself in the mood, how to make sure that you're identifying if you're experiencing stress or worry and what to do with it. All of that is covered in Undressed. It is really like the most thorough course that is talking about the psychology of sex, the mind-body connection of sex, and so much of the troubleshooting that comes along the way because of the way that we've been socialized, whether it's shame, whether it's time, (laughs) time constraints, being tired, we address all of that so you can really create the most loving and turned on version of you. So if you want to go through this with me live, you have to sign up by October 28th. You can buy this anytime, but I really encourage you to sign up by October 28th. Take advantage of the buy one, get one half off. Do it with one of your friends because this truly is a mo- like a movement. We need to help ourselves and help other women by destigmatizing having conversations around sex. Now you can decide how much you want to talk, but going through the process and being like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I was totally getting held up in this way is so eye-opening. It is truly going to catapult your growth. Okay. So take a look in the show notes or just go to www.daniellesavory.com slash undressed. Read about it. Ask me any questions if you have it and get you and your friends signed up. We start live in a couple of weeks and your mind and your body is going to be totally blown in the most pleasurable way. So I can't wait to see you in there. Okay, everybody have a wonderful week. Remember, (laughs) really be curious, take a look, investigate. Why do I think I'm taking too long to begin with? Get very clear about the facts that you're working with before even going through the steps that I outlined here. Okay. As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to share with you here today. Can't wait to talk with you next week. Have a good one.